Riverdale Goes Broadway, Charmed Reboot, Like It or No, and much more on CW Weekly. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We have a theme song. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it's always I'm like, nice I wish to come I had a theme song. It's going to build up. I know, I wrote my own theme song for my podcast, so I just have to record it. <laughs> hey, that's, that's half the battle right yeah. there. Welcome, everybody, to CW Weekly. I'm your host, Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. And I'm joined with a special guest host tonight. Hey, guys, I'm Lucretia Lawn. You probably recognize me from some of the CW after shows, like your DC on TV. But you guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet since there is only one. Yes, and she's filling in for Matt tonight, so send him all your hate to <laughs> the Matt Marr. As he says, that's two T's and two R's. But we're just going to jump right in to our trivia for tonight. Yeah, like the trivia you put on Instagram, uh, or actually it was Candace Patton put on her Instagram this month, where she posted a picture of herself, Katie Lotz, uh, Danielle Pennebaker, and Flash producer Sarah Stetcher. Four powerful women and one powerful hashtag. Can you guess the hashtag? It's A, hashtag future is female. B, who runs the world. C, I decide. Or D, where's Cisco? And no looking it up. We always have to tell people, don't go Googling. Just guess and we'll do it at the end. So now our ship poll for this evening. That's our ship coming in for our very ships. So yeah, I love you. You guys have sound effects. We Mm -hmm. need to do that for Horror TV Weekly. We do it big over here on CW Mm -hmm. Weekly. To start, we have Dean and Joe from Supernatural. Sarah Lance and Nissa El Ghul from the Arrowverse. You know, Legends Arrow. All over the place. Jeff and Fallon from Dynasty. That's a throwback to Sam Adioke, who we had on the show last week. And Kevin and Moose from Riverdale. So right now, actually, I think the poll actually ended. So with 40% of the vote, do you have a guess? I would guess Sarah and Nissa. Sarah and Nissa were a close second. Oh, okay. It was actually Moose and Kevin from Hmm. Riverdale. They got 40% of the vote. And Sarah and Nissa with 35. And then Dean and Joe came in with 21%. That's who I voted for. I know. That's who I (laughs) voted for, too. Anything with Dean. I love Dean. I mean, and I should mention that you were also on the Supernatural after show. And I was lucky enough to guest guest host on that last week. So we kind of traded off shows a little bit here. Yeah, we did our own crossover. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Nice way to loop that back to the CW. So let's jump into some casting news. Somebody's coming to The Flash. Yeah, Max Adler, who is most known for Glee, but had recently done a stint on uh, Criminal Minds, will be playing DC Comics legend Pyro, which is pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. I love when The Flash will bring, like, you know, real characters from the comics. They're better at doing that than even, you know, the other DC shows. Maybe it's just for a one-off, but they usually are able to come back around, which is what I like. Yeah, I like that, too. Even though I'm, I'm more of a watcher of the shows than I am a knowledge knowledge person of the comics but I do like to find out that that it is a villain that's in the comics too because then you have something to base it off of 
I was thinking he was a, you know, somebody that they were creating. But then in reading the article, I did see that Pyro was someone who, you know, came from the comics. And he's an obsessive music fanatic. Yeah, a heavy metal fan. Like, that's why I'm like, I'm not sure why he didn't go with more of, like like a heavy metal name, like Iron Maiden or something, or you know, I'm trying to think of some of the characters from like the heavy metal comic book or uh, that mm-hmm. he could have taken the name. Because as someone has pointed out in the chat, there's also a Pyro in Marvel, which is, was part of, like, you know, was an X-Men type character. Mm-hmm. So um, DC and Marvel tend to share things like Wade and Slade Falls. <laughs> I was trying yeah. to think, when you said Iron Maiden, I was trying to think, what is that thing that in medieval times they used to, like, heat iron? Like a... I don't know what it's called, but that could have been his name. Yeah, I'm like, to bring it back yeah. to the fire. I know. I'm trying to think of what it would be called. I'm like, it's like a blacksmith tool. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you guys can tell us in the chat. What's the medieval tool called? I don't know. No, but he'll he's supposed to appear in March, from what I understand. And then just if his face looks familiar, other than Glee, you might have seen him on Switch at Birth. Which is where I know him from. Oh yeah, I never watched that show, but you yeah. should. It's yeah. it's really good. It's the second week in a row we've shouted out Switched at Birth, but <laughs> let's just move on. Um, heading over to the originals, Nadine Lewington is going to be another vampire for the final season. They just keep adding new characters. They have they have what like five or six new characters coming to the originals for the last season. Yeah, like and again, this is one of those things that I missed. Um the Vampire Diaries original stuff. I've seen bits and pieces, but I'm like you can't bring back Nathan Parsons, but you've got all these new vampires. I'm like, because he was hot. That's why I knew who he was on that show. Well, I know who that is. I know character names. I don't know. The actor. Well, names. he had pretty bl- I don't remember his character name because I just knew he was on the show. Mm-hmm. But he had pretty blue eyes and dark, longer hair. Oh. And he was so pretty because he used to be on General Hospital. There and, you go. And he was on True Blood. <laughs> he was the replacement for Lop- when um, the crap, like... Trying to think of the vampire name. He wound up with Lafayette and on True Blood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know who you're thinking of, no. but Gret she, Lewington is supposed to play Greta Sienna, who is described as a calculating and charismatic vampire who made her way to Europe in the 1920s and 1930s. But now she lives in New Orleans and she's adapted to her community. So I don't know if she's going to wreak havoc necessarily, but she's going to infuse some sort of. European energy from the 1920s and 1930s, which kind of fits in when you think about it. Well, maybe for those who don't know, with the originals, they've been around for hundreds of of years. And even Marcel, I believe, has been around since the 1800s. So to have somebody that has that European influence from around that time, it's going to inject some some new energy, some new blood, if you will. See what I did there? Some new blood into the show. (laughs) Um, and Charmed Original, I think, is telling me which character Nathan Parsons was. Jackson, Haley's husband. Oh, okay. see? I know character names. Now I know who you're talking yeah. about. Thanks, Charmed Original. I'm like, that means nothing to me, but I'm like, yeah, there we go. Now we put it together. See, he was pretty, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he could come back. You never know. It's, it's one of those shows. That's why I say I love soap, sci-fi, and supernatural stuff, because no one's ever really dead. Exactly. Yeah. He could always make a comeback. Just put bones back together, you know. Yeah. Do a little... It's magic. Witchy stuff. It'll come back. It's, he'll be fine. 
Who's coming to Arrow? Nissa is actually coming back to Arrow. Like, you know, such a timely pull there. Um, which is really interesting because, as you say, characters can come back and she, you know, is not dead. And did they ever get a divorce? Maybe that's what it's regarding is what I'm thinking because I'm like, you know, her and Oliver were married. I mean, now granted it was on a non puppet but it's mm-hmm. just still like... Okay, like he married Felicity. I was I gonna mean, say, is it like a poly- <laughs> are you trying to say it's like a polygamy situation? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because I'm like, it is kind of odd for her to show up because, like, she doesn't really have like a, I don't say a purpose to be in Star City unless they come up with one. But yeah, with with Malcolm out of the picture, you know, dying a hero's death as I thought my man always would, but <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm like, why why is she showing up? It says, you know, to warn him impending danger, but I'm just like, where are we throwing her in? Does she know Caden James? And As far as I can understand, it's not, it might not even be related to Caden James because they're saying, excuse me, they're saying the title of the episode will be the Thatanos or Thanatos Guild. Please correct me if I'm wrong in saying that, um, who will be a new villain. Yeah, because that's the thing, is, like, have we not even really met the big bad? You know, Arrow is, and all these shows are notorious for, like, showing us, like, there was a much greater evil even in this. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. I mean, because that's episode 16, so there's going to be quite a few after. So, yeah. Right. And even Ivan in the chat is saying he wanted Nissa to become a member of Team Arrow for so long. But apparently she's only coming back for one episode. Yeah, because I believe that she is working on several other projects. That's the thing is Katrina Law is pretty busy. Mm-hmm. So I get, and it's nice to see characters like that, that where you know the actor's really busy. I mean, we got to see Tommy in the um, the crossover last year. Yeah, so it's and he like, flew yeah. back for like one day, one day to do that. Yeah. So it's always good to see these characters, even though they can't really be on. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. It'll be good to see her even if it's just in a one-episode capacity. So let's now move on to our hottie of the week, who, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are no words for the gentleman that is on the screen right now. His name is Rick Gonzalez. You might know him better as Wild Dog from Arrow. Yeah, uh, whenever he and Lance are in scenes together, those are some of my favorite scenes. And I hate to say it because I actually love Dinah Drake. We finally have, like... The Black Canary, because I like Sarah's Black Canary, but I was never a big fan of Laurel's iteration of the character. But, yeah, we've got that, who's my favorite female from DC Comics. And then you have Mr. Terrific, played by the wonderful Echo Kellum, who I know, and he's such a great guy. But my favorite still has to be Wild Dog, and it's because Rick Gonzalez is just so hilarious and fun. As I say, he and Lance's little father-son like stuff is mm-hmm. great, like Haas and yeah. just... Yeah. I will admit, when he first started to do Haas and <laughs> say it all the time, I was like, let it go, guy. Please, but you know it's it's his thing now. I appreciate it. Yeah, like ZSB Lou says, love when he says Haas. I, I, I'm with you now, ZS. But before, nah. But I did want to mention that Matt generally is the name dropper. I oh, appreciate yeah. the fact that you have taken <laughs> that mantle for tonight. So applause to Lucretia for. Oh, thank you. For, I didn't even know the, I was filling in for, for that. the name <laughs> drop because I still don't have name drops, but. 
Maybe one day. But yeah, like, and the funny thing about Rick and me and my CW love and hate relationship is he was on a show called Reaper, which when it was canceled, I was so very angry. I boycotted the CW from that point until Arrow season two. And then I'm like, The Flash is coming in and we've got Black Canary. Okay, I'll have to watch this network again. But <laughs> like, I stayed strong for a while. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they, they yeah. actually paid you back. Exactly. By they putting him on Arrow <laughs> for the one show that you'll watch. Hey, I watch the CW five nights a week now, guys. <laughs> oh, true. That's very true. Because you can't forget about Supernatural. Yeah. We've got Supernatural, Supergirl, Flash. Um, I watch them all. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, even. That's so why I'm on in, the show. You fit in very well here <laughs> yeah. at CW Weekly. But a couple of other credits that Rick Gonzalez has to his name is Coach Carter, which is I think is one of the fir- first roles that I saw him in. And then this little-known movie. Well, maybe it's not. I don't want to say it's little-known. But I know it, so it's great to know for everybody else that's listening and watching. It's called Illegal Tender. And he plays the son of a woman who is just very tough. And she protects her family at all costs. So if you have the opportunity to look it up, I highly recommend it. But that is our hottie of the week, Rick Gonzalez, a.k.a. Waldog. What is his last name? Rene? What is his last name? I can't remember. Oh, crap. Rene, like, it's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to look it up. Or chat. Since you guys love to nitpick Canary, Black Canary, I mean, here's the thing is Oliver's gone by the hood, the arrow, the green arrow, guys. Like, it is all the same DC Comics character. Let's be clear. The name nitpicking is a little much. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just want to make sure I'm we sassy get it tonight. right. Well, they and too, just... it's just like, bitch, I've been reading comic books until some of you guys were born. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lucretia is feisty tonight. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Bringing that energy to the yeah. show. Let's keep that energy going, though, with our news and pop culture and gossip and mm-hmm. all that. Who is somebody's directing for the first time on Jane the Virgin? Yeah, Gina Rodriguez is going behind the camera, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, she her directorial debut will be in the February 9th episode. And it's episode 10. And I think, from what I understand, she directed Rosario Dawson when she first came on the show. Because Rosario Dawson's going to be, she has a multi-arc. We don't know anything oh. about her character still. But it was it's a nice welcome if the main star of the show is the one to be directing you. Yeah, that's really interesting because and this is what I like about the CW is like even going all the way back to like Smallville, they were letting the actors direct episodes like they wanted. Like I mean, Michael Rosenbaum directed an episode, Tom Welling directed several. I mean, and they give their actors you know chance to do things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you even see people writing or doing things behind the scenes, so it's great to see. Like, you know, a woman get the chance. Because I know that, I believe Allison Mack had done an episode of Smallville. But yeah, you don't always see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's actually, you made me think of something that I wanted to shout out. My friend reminded me today mm-hmm. that One Tree Hill is now on Hulu. And speaking of stars directing, quite a few stars from Bethany Joy Lenz, James Lafferty, Chad Michael Murray, Sophia Bush, they all had their hand. I believe even Austin Nichols had their hand at directing episodes on the show. So, yeah, you're right. The CW is very good about it. And even on Supernatural, Jensen has directed a few times. I think Misha's directed. So, hats off to them. And um, Richard Spate Jr., who is Gabriel, um, aka the trickster, he's directed quite a few even this season. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I like that the CW has that 
I mean, and other networks probably have it too, but I don't I don't hear about it as much. Yeah, like Criminal Minds is a show that you often see the actors behind the scenes because um, I know Matthew Greg Goobler directs, uh, Christian Wagner writes. Like, so you'll see some shows really get back, but not all of them. And thank you, chat. It's uh, Renee Ramirez. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. I'm like, what is his last name? Because I just always call him Wild Dog. Right. right? <laughs> that, I mean, it, it suits him so well. Or Renee when yeah. he's in his suit or his corporate mayoral position that he's not yeah. in anymore. And again, no spoilers, because I haven't watched the episode yet. But I can spoil that Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has been nominated for a GLAAD Award for, uh, sorry, Outstanding Comedy Series. And I didn't realize that the GLAAD Media Awards is held in two different locations. Like, yeah. it's held in Los Angeles and New York. Yeah, I was not aware. I always thought that they just did one. Because um, as, you know, as this year we had the Grammys in New York, and it's traditionally in L.A. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing, you know, things sort of split up. But it's kind of odd that they would do two separate ones. Yeah. And are they, I'm wondering if they're going to be announcing or presenting the awards twice. So maybe for pe- those who can't make it to New York can attend the one in L.A. and they'll be presented and then vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, that just seems weird. It's interesting. Like you're saying, it's generally only one or the other. But this is their 29th annual media awards. So congrats to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for getting recognized. Yeah, I love that show. It's great. I'm behind on this season, but yeah, it's, it's a funny show. I'm like, they really write these songs. I mean... Like, I gave you a UTI is hilarious. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Wow. It's a good song. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. You and, I believe, Brianna yeah, are Brianna big fans of the, yeah. of the show. Yeah, we'll have to get you guys in here to, to keep us up to date on what's going on. Yeah, but speaking of musicals, Riverdale is doing Carrie the Musical, and they're doing 11 songs from the musical itself. And I know we talked about this a little bit on Horror TV Weekly. I'm kind of shocked by the cast list. Cheryl is going to be Carrie. I kind of wanted Betty to be Carrie because my favorite version of Betty is Crazy Betty. <laughs> is Dark Betty, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if she could... She can do it when she's trying to be like intimidating or threatening yeah. somebody. I don't know if she can put it on as an act. Like if yeah, feel, true. It, I think it it's has to really calm, her. Yeah. yeah. So Cheryl... You think they gave it to Cheryl just because of her hair? Yeah, maybe. Well, and two, I will say Cheryl at least looks more the part, maybe. And I love that Alice Cooper, um, Betty's mom, is in this. But, uh, like, I was just a little, like, dumb and when I first read it. I was like, Alice Cooper, yes! Oh, wait, no, they mean Mason's character, Betty's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I always I think, forget that they have the same name. But he's doing Jesus Christ Superstar, so I'll be okay. Which I think is so crazy yeah. that for a school play... They're allowing an adult or a parent to play the parent. I don't know if that happens a lot. I think the last high school play that I saw, all of the characters were kids. Were kids. Yeah, yeah, just with wigs and stuff to make them look older. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of odd, but like, I guess it's just to like involve more of the cast. Which, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love Mason, so I'm like, okay. I don't know, though, I'm not familiar with Carrie the Musical, from what I understand, it is an actual Broadway musical, right? Yes. Which is okay. I don't... I'm wondering... I want to figure out why they chose Carrie for the musical. Well, I will say, like, I feel like a lot of it is sort of opening up that door because, you know, the Sabrina spinoff is coming to Netflix and it's based off more of the Sabrina Dark 
comic book series, mm-hmm. not the um, show that everybody loved with Melissa Joan Hart. Right. I mean, same characters, but it's a different take. And, like, some of us have speculated for the longest time that Riverdale is going to get supernatural. And what a better way to do it than start with Carrie the Musical. I guess. And maybe it's going to spark something in, quote-unquote, real life that comes from the musical. Maybe. I don't know. But I do know that Betty and Archie are going to play a couple, which is going to get some of those Barchie fans their engines revving. Oh, I mean, don't don't mess with my bughead. They're adorable, y'all. <laughs> yeah, somebody, Ivan in the chat was saying bughead should be the couple. Yep, he agrees with you. And then Josie's going to play the gym teacher. Again, I don't know the significance of because I didn't watch the movie either. So I don't You've know. I've never that, seen the movie. No, I've yeah. seen the Rage Carry too. Why I've seen the second <laughs> one and not the first one. I don't and, know. And that one has absolutely nothing to do with the book or the original movie, like very loosely. Like, okay, they tied it in a little bit, but yeah. I don't know why. Carrie just seems much more scary to me than Carrie too. Yeah, it it, it was really freaky. So w- I'm very looking forward to seeing that on the show then seeing what they can do for a high school production because the lodges are going to be producing it. So, you know, there's going to be something going on crazy behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, I love evil Mark Consuelos, by the way. <laughs> he plays it very yeah. well. I know. I've been so surprised because he was did a stint in the second season of American Horror Story. And I just know him as Mateo from uh, All My Children. So it's been fun to see him in these darker roles. I yeah. love all these these soap connections that you have. Oh, I love this. I, I watch my stories every day. Oh, that's so <laughs> Still watch General hospital yeah and those number the number of um i was trying to do a segue it didn't work (laughs) i'm just gonna say it there's not gonna be more than four superhero shows ever on the cw is what we found out which i understand because it can you can have fatigue if you have too many it's like with the movies if there's too many out at one time you kind of get tired of it but um via bloomberg president mark pedowitz said that the reason is because there wasn't, when Arrow came out and then The Flash came out, there wasn't as much competition. But now you have, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC, you have... Well, the funny thing is, is S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going on hiatus, too, though, for that month, which is weird, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I guess Uh, he's just talking about it in general. In general, And then you have, like, the Netflix shows, and then you have, I think Hulu has a new Marvel show. Yeah, the Runaways, yeah. It's just, they're saying, for their specific network, because they have a lot already just in the CW alone, they're like, we can't put one on every day of the week. Even though we wouldn't mind, I don't think. And that is the thing, is like, part of me is like, I'd rather have just Legends and Supergirl on at the same time, because a lot of people were really upset and tried to cancel my Legends, but it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Y'all need to chill. It's the best one, because it's the most fun. Mm -hmm. But, like, I do understand, because, yeah, like, hell, I've not even caught up on Black Lightning, or and some of these other, like, shows, just because there's so much on. So I totally get the logic behind that, because there is too much and we would like to see all these shows so that's why i'm kind of hoping that maybe they start doing summer stuff you know maybe one show can hang out in the summer and you know that would that would actually work because then you would have a break for all the other shows to catch up on while still having something current playing instead of having those those summer shows that, you know, because people go on vacation, they kind of let fall to the wayside. If you have, I don't want to put Black Lightning there, but if you have, yeah. like, 
a Legends or a Supergirl or something, and then you can keep the story going. So it seems like, especially if you can bring characters from other superhero shows in, you can keep those stories going without having any type of hiatuses. Yeah, and that's the thing, is while Legends is my favorite, that's part of the reason that I would be okay with it being the summer one. Because I know that people act like summer shows have never been popular. It's like, you are aware that almost all the biggest shows ever to start out were in, started in the summer. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Sex and the City, two that I could just think of off the top of my head, and I'm sure there's a long list. So, like, the whole... Uh, and I get that this is for a younger audience, but... Here's the thing is I'm 29 years old and I watch this crap and it's not like I'm off going on summer vacations. I go on vacation like during the the fall or things right. like that and that's when I miss my shows. So in summer, I mean, well, because it's summer year round where we live too. Mm-hmm. We don't really go places like we used to with vacations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if there's some shifting that happens. I don't think that there will be, but if they're thinking of keeping things consistent and things current, you might want to move some things towards the summer. Or even, not even the summer necessarily, but like late spring. Yeah, like that's the thing, is like you could run some of these shows up until the end, like, you know, and maybe less hiatuses in between, and then have them start like April. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I know that mm, people think summer's a curse. Nah, I'll watch it. Art master Austin Prophet in the chat agrees with you, Lucretia. If they cancel Legends, we attack well in social media anyway. So it's kind of, yes. it's kind of going yeah. back to what you were doing for Reaper, but yeah. like being more vocal about it instead of just saying, I'm not going to watch anymore. Yeah, now that we have social media. But I think that was like when Twitter first started, too. So like I bitched about Reaper back then. It's like I was a flagship, you know, boycotter on Twitter. I don't blame you. Yeah. But speaking of good news, um, Kevin Smith is returning to direct an episode of The Flash. He'll be doing the 17th episode of this season. And um, I saw some new pictures just today where he took it with Danny Trejo. So, like, uh-oh, yeah, uh-oh, Cisco's yeah, girlfriend's dad yeah, is back. he's I coming like, I back. It. I didn't even know that. You just yeah. broke some news to me. I didn't realize that Danny Trejo was coming back. Yeah, I didn't either until I saw the picture that Kevin posted with um, him and um, Carlos. Cisco, and I was like, "Ah, oh. that's dope." But I also read that this episode—I mean, Kevin releasing this picture on his Twitter account—coincides with some other pictures that came out with Iris in a speedster suit. So they're thinking that maybe he's directing something special for Iris, Ooh. which we were talking about a little bit before the show could be a good thing. Yes, because as I say, like, the character of Iris West, to me, has always felt marginalized, where she doesn't really have her own story. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always involving someone else. Or even if a story stays centered around her, she doesn't really get to be in control of her own destiny. We've seen little bits and pieces, but like this year, where she's like the head, uh, you know, sort of the leader, Mm -hmm. we didn't get to see that journey. And that's what's frustrating to me. And it's like, I... We need the journey. We don't just need to be told that. Like, and they're notorious with doing that, especially with the female characters. And you're like, when I wanted to get to that point. Like, you know, because that's the fun part. Yeah. yeah, and we know, well, if you follow Kevin Smith at all, you know how big he is into comic books. Like, his daughter's no. name is Harley. So if he is directing something that's Iris-focused, 
I think he's going to treat it with tons of care because the one of the other episodes that he directed before was Killer Frost, so it was very Caitlyn centric. Yeah, and I love that episode because I Caitlyn and the Killer Frost stuff is one of the things that I think has been done so well. Mm-hmm. Like because Danielle Panabaker is great and she's killing the material, and I like that her outfit is not like slutty either. Like we get to see her be in charge of her own destiny this whole time and I just would like to see that for Iris and like you say Kevin Smith has a track record of doing this so hopefully that's what he's doing yeah we'll have to look forward forward to that and see if what people are predicting is actually how it's going to go that he's going to be the one to direct because the, the title it says on the script TBA and I was like, does that mean that they just don't have a title yet? Or they're really saying it's to TBA? Yeah. You know? Because you never know with script titles these days. They're oh, sometimes yeah. they're song lyrics, they're anything. It could just be like, it, we don't know yet. Yeah, like, I, and a lot of the titles this year have been cheeky and fun. Like, The Elongated Man Rises, or When Harry Met Harry. That was my favorite episode, because Harry's my favorite. Yeah, Harry, <laughs> Harry's great. Next to HR, I think I like Harry the best. Yeah, like, as I always refer to him as Dick Wells. There are two Wells, because I love that he's such a grumpy dick. That's actually a really good good nickname for him. Yeah, Dick Wells. But actually, we've got some new, and this is kind of lengthy, so please stick with us, um, some new pilots that are coming to the CW. We've talked about a few of them before. We mentioned the Charmed reboot, Roswell reboot, a show called Dead Inside. Yeah, we talked about that last week on Horror TV Weekly, what it's about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if, yeah. You've, if you've listened to yeah. either CW Weekly or Horror TV Weekly, you know a little bit about those, and then the end of world as we know it. But there are actually four new pilots that have been picked up in the dark is about a woman who is blind, so that's going to be something interesting and new, who is the only witness to the murder of her drug-dealing friend, and she goes after the killer herself with her dog named pretzel which i think is so adorable and she's trying to do that while balancing her dating life and working at a job she hates and interesting enough ben stiller's production company red hour films is attached to it huh so i honestly i haven't heard ben stiller's name in a few years i think there was talk of like a zoolander or did zoolander yeah there was zoolander too like i never saw it but I did hear, I think Skarsgård was in it, but, like, that that was why I was, like, there's no Alexander Skarsgård, even brief. I didn't want to see it, but... Yeah. I love I love hearing or finding out this news because I would have never known that Ben Stiller had a production company. Yeah, like, I actually know people who used to work for it. Like, um, yeah, he actually does a lot of producing. Really? Um, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we'll see more shows coming to the CW that, you know, he, he's getting behind. Another show is Playing Dead, which is a dysfunctional family dramedy. Okay, now check this out. This show is about a mortician and his son who were abandoned by, I guess, their wife and mother, respectively. And she comes back after 15 years and asks them to fake her death. That seems hilariously sad and I think that's why they're calling it a dramedy well yeah and that's what I like is I saw that they had a lot more like hour long comedies on the new pilot which I really like because especially they're hard to do but every single one of them that I've enjoyed are some of my favorite shows like Chuck Psych 
Like, they are hard, but when you do them right, they're done well. Because, like, I know Lucifer and Bones and Castle would be considered more serialized, but they're basically hour-long comedies because they're never really that serious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as I say, while hard to do, these are often the most fun shows. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's funny, like, because there's superstition on sci-fi, Mario Van Peebles' show, where they're, um, it it's, was six feet under meets um, Supernatural, um, but it's okay. um, centered around a black family in Atlanta. So it is funny how, like, there's a lot more coming back with, like, the six feet under, the weird family that is involved in, like, uh, mortician. Like, because I used to want to be a medical examiner when I was younger, so I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe you'll know morticians and medical yeah. examiners are different, though, right? Um, yeah, there's, like, a, because, um, mortician doesn't necessarily have to have a full-on medical back, like, a mortician and a coroner don't necessarily have to be a doctor, like a medical examiner, because sometimes there are just people who perform these autopsies, Mm -hmm. just less invasive for, like, smaller towns and stuff. Okay, it'll be interesting to see how they tie that in, because I think the father being a mortician is for a reason. Like, maybe they have an extra body that's a Jane or a Jane Doe that they can just use to say, or if they're going to help her at all. I mean, I guess that's why we're going to have to hope it gets pushed to a series order and then we'll see it. And then we'll have all the answers that we're looking for. Yeah. Um, Another show coming or in production is called Spencer. Now I do remember we mentioned this. We talked about it. It didn't have a name on one of our first CW weekly episodes. It's about a pro football player. It's inspired by Spencer Pacinger. And he's a high school football player from South Central Los Angeles, recruited to pay for play for Beverly Hills High. And it says it goes through the wins, losses, and struggles of two families from vastly different worlds, Compton and Beverly Hills, as they begin to collide. Which I think is really interesting. And I think I said this before. I was confused, but it makes more sense now. I just don't understand why they're saying two families. Like, why wouldn't it just be the focus on Spencer Pacinger's family and how he's coping Dealing with being with. in Beverly Hills. Well, because, too, like, there are rules against recruitment. So, like, that's why it's interesting that they use this term, because I'll drop some sports knowledge. It's actually illegal to recruit people in high school and college. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, you do see a lot of, like, college recruitment, because they get around it with their rules and everything. Right. Um, in certain ways of showing people a good time, like, sort of stuff. But, yeah, like... Legally, they can't do that. So there has to be some reason he goes to live there and goes into this football field. So I kind of wonder if it's not like a One Tree Hill type sort of situation where he finds out he's related to like this other family in some way and has to go like, because that just seems really odd. Because, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if they're aware, but you can't do that. Like, I mean, they're pro- it's inspired yeah. by an actual pro football player. So I'm yeah. guessing, and and with it being television you can yeah. t- kind of take some liberties liberties yeah well but, it's just like as i point out like thinking of compton and sports movies like bring it on like how they acted <laughs> like it was so far from torrance to compton and i'm like y'all are aware that that's one of the shortest drives in this freaking like zone well i think they were in rancho cucamonga or like san diego i think area no I the, think it they was torrance there. high like because that oh. was like that's the thing is like they were even cheering like and they used torrance high but yeah like they would say it was torrance and i'm like y'all are aware that's like literally the next town over <laughs> that's the beauty of movies like you can make it seem like it's right next door or you can make and don't they do that on crazy ex-girlfriend they make it seem like west covina is like 
super far from the beach or really close to the beach? No, they say it's far, as yeah. it is. Like, I mean, it's not that close, because that's all the jokes. I will say, like, they're pretty accurate with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend about how far it is to get to the beach and to mm-hmm. L.A., like, from West Covina. So, it happens. Yeah. And the last show... In the chat, sorry, I remember that Wayward Sisters is another pilot yeah. that they're going to go through with, um, but these are ones that we haven't heard about. And so Skinny Dip is the last one. It's based on a novel where a woman teams up with a jaded ex-cop to exact revenge after her husband tries to kill her on their second wedding anniversary. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. That reminds me of, there's a movie, I think it's with, with Ashley Judd. Is it Double Jeopardy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that made me think of when like how but how messed up is that your husband's taking you on a cruise to celebrate your second wedding anniversary and he tries to kill you and you don't die no and then you try to get back at him which uncovers a whole deeper conspiracy it says so it's going to be i think the most serious show that will be for the CW. It's interesting that they're doing another cop drama because Dead Inside is about, uh, basically, it's a brother and sister cop duo and the brother was the big star cop and he's dead and, like, he's basically her ghost partner. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I and two, like, the CW has not had a good track record with cop-type dramas. So I, I find it odd that they've got two on the slate, but who's saying that they'll even make it to air yeah and and i was thinking that today as more news of reboots and remakes and are coming out i'm like where are the fresh original ideas and we actually have some these seem like new ideas that haven't been done before if they've been done before they're very different so i'm i'm applauding the cw for at least picking these up to to film pilots not to say that they're guaranteed series orders but you know they're they're making moves in a world where people just seem to kind of pull things up from the past. Yeah. And speaking of the past, <laughs> a charmed reboot, which has had our chat going a little crazy. Oh yeah, this is something that like has been crazy on all shows, I think, the past few weeks, because I know on Horror TV Weekly we keep discussing it as well, just like because Holly Marie Combs and Alyssa Milano have, like, pretty well made it clear they think this is garbage. But I do like Shannon Doherty, who is known for being kind of problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love her, because Mallrats is my favorite movie. But she's been the devil's advocate here and trying to be at least somewhat positive. Yeah. I mean, but everyone seems to take issue with the feminist comment. Like, we're going to do new feminist storylines. It's like... You're using that word to bait people, and then you're shitting on the project you're, you're like, trying to copy without giving them any credit. So, right, like, like they weren't tough enough already. Yeah. It was three sisters, I mean, technically four if you put them all together, who literally, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, fights the source of all evil. Yeah, Like, literally. if you're not at the top... Of feminism, I don't know who is. Who would be there? Well, and two, it was about sisters being together. They did have relationships on the show, but that was not even a central focus ever. So it's kind of just odd that they throw that comment. But as I say, it was very clickbaity. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, and we live in a world today where it's all about, you know, not reality, it's about a narrative. Right. <laughs> and like I've been saying in the chat, and he's been saying a couple of things, like it's not charmed because unless there's going to be a Hollywell in it. Yeah. Which it could be. We we honestly don't know what it's going to be. I did read that the original plan was that it was going to be somewhat of a prequel where it was going to be from the 1970s, but they scrapped that idea. 
so it's going to be now more 2000s 2010s um but I agree. If there's not a Hollywell in it, I don't know how you can call it charmed. If it's not a continuation of the story that the sisters left behind, how, it's not charmed. Yeah, and that's what everybody's like, what are they even trying to do here? And to be honest, with all the negative press it's gotten, I'll be shocked if it winds up getting a series order because nobody seems to want to watch this show. I mean, it might work for people that have never seen the show because they might just say, ooh, it's a show about witches, that's really cool. But if they don't know the history of it, then that's why Holly Marie Combs on Twitter had gone a little back and forth with some fans when they were like, you, we don't understand like why you're getting so emotional about this or why you feel such, such a way about this. And she was like, you don't understand. This was a show that they didn't continue 12 years ago. Yeah. And now they're going to bring it back. Now, to the, to the CW's credit... The president, when they canceled Charmed, I don't believe is the same president that they have now. I don't think so, but at the same time, I mean, that was canceled back when they were canceling Veronica Mars Mm -hmm. and Reaper. I mean, they were just canceling anything that wasn't garbage. Right. And, like, other than Supernatural, I think, because by that point, Smallville had gone off the rails, too. I mean, like, and that was sort of the thing, is I'm not really sure what else was on, but, like, no offense to One Tree Hill, but, like, they were pushing shows like that and Gossip Girl, and it's just like, ugh. Don't talk about my show now. Yeah. We go, get get, get that feisty right back at you. But, no, um, to echo what you were saying, that was, like, around the time that they kept seventh heaven but they canceled everwood and yeah. i had a problem everwood with that. was so good yeah. Like, yeah so that was around that time yeah. that they were making these moves but i, I credit mark pedowitz who's actually mm. saying like these were our successful shows these were the good storytelling let's bring these shows back so i'll be honest i'll probably give it a chance i'll look at it with with a grain of salt and be like this shouldn't be called charmed yeah, because that's, that's be what everybody opinion. says, is, like, you're only using the name, and, like, Holly Marie and Alyssa Milano point out, you're using our hard work to push something that you didn't even want back then. And, like, that's what it's about, is, like, them just using the name, and it's crappy. I mean, yeah. You know. And that's what Holly said as well, like, this is our, it's, it's as producers, it was the cast, the rest of the cast, the crew, the writers, everybody that was involved. So, I mean... Hopefully it turns out for the best. We're just going to have to see. Yeah, as I say, I mean, Shannon Doherty brings up a good point. She goes, it's going to give more women jobs. Like, you know, trying to think of, like, nice things to say, which I give her credit for. Because, yeah, I mean, everybody has been pretty down on it. But at the same time, I mean, change the name, at least. You know. (laughs) So as we're coming to the close of the show, we have a throwback Thursday and it features Dynasty's own Natalie Kelly in a little movie you might know as Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Let's take a look. Picture drift in that car. Um, I don't watch these movies. <laughs> like, I saw the first one, and everyone says I need to see them after The Rock comes in and they get better, but I really just picked this. I'm going to let her talk for a second. Oh, yeah. Things are different back then. 
I really only picked this throwback because I wanted to hear her natural accent. Oh, yeah? Because she's Australian. Oh, yeah. So I was like, let me think of something that maybe is not in every crowd. And you can hear her sound a little bit different. Because what I love about On Destiny is... Destiny Dynasty is that she speaks Spanish and and so there's all these huh. layers to her that I didn't know existed because when I saw her she was in Japan speaking Japanese and wow so, so she speaks like you know several languages mm-hmm. that's cool yeah Dynasty is a show that I've been wanting to watch because I love Grant's show and he really wanted it so bad and I I mean I watch the soap so it's definitely up my alley now I'm like even more intrigued mm-hmm. so maybe you'll check it out. And we already recapped our winner for the poll, but again, the choices were Dean and Joe, Sarah and Nissa, Jeff and Fallon, and then Moose and Kevin. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Moose and Kevin won with 40%. So thank you for everybody that voted. <laughs> that ship's going out now. It's leaving for the night. And to round out our trivia... Lucretia, if you yeah. could give the answer. Um, so between the future is female, who runs the world, I decide, and where's Cisco, it was C, hashtag I decide. I like that. Like, yeah. And that's why I kind of hope that 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 does get to be Iris's story mm-hmm. since she posted that. Maybe she's leaving clues. Yeah. Maybe you'll have to keep watching her Instagram to see what else she's going she's gonna to leave behind as like a... As like a little tidbit, a little bit yeah. for the future. Well, I think that wraps it up for our show this evening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to CW Weekly. My name is Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And be sure to watch me on the Supergirl After Show, which is Mondays at 10 p.m. And then the Supernatural After Show at 9 p.m. on Sundays. And Horror TV Weekly this week is on at 10 p.m. tonight. So be sure to stay tuned to After Buzz TV. And then we're back on Sundays after the Super Bowl. (laughs) And don't forget, if you're on YouTube, to like and subscribe After Buzz TV and leave us a rating on iTunes and a comment, you can just say, hello, that works, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.